0: If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the non-stop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited time welcome bonus today.
1: You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah youths. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott.
2: Welcome to the Double Tree Studios. This is the Utah Man Podcast. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan.
1: Hey, Ute Nation.
2: And we got Scott. How we doing? Utes come away with a victory, 34-17 versus San Jose State. I think we were all... Boo. Was that, what was that look for? Boo what? Bad game. Oh, the beginning was really bad. They had a really bad slow start. They didn't get off the bus until the second quarter. No, they didn't. It was it was ugly.
1: Well, I couldn't even watch the game <laughs> till the second quarter thanks to CBS <laughs> networks.
2: Oh my gosh, having to watch it on my laptop it's like flashbacks to Mountain West days. Waiting for Marylands to get over.
0: Was that not mean? the longest overtime? Oh ever? Oh my gosh! We got penalty, not
1: penalties, injuries and replays and oh my, it just wouldn't end. It was
0: awful. And then it and those helmets. On. <laughs> Cam likes those helmets. Yeah, the Maryland hey, are cool. helmets are hey, awful. represent the state. Cam would like us to wear something like that. Put a beehive on there? A lot of gray mixed in with a some lot gray, of beehives. gray, red beehives. <laughs> We'd have...
2: You, you they would have been, when they run out on the field, they have the... You would have been bee something news, like in
0: the 60s, noise, Cam. Brrr.
1: The bee noise? Over the over the PA system. <laughs> 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 Here I'd, come the utes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse than Arena Football League. <laughs>
2: anyway, before I get even more murdered here, yeah, slow start. I don't want to talk about it. It was ugly. Um, really, I want to focus on kind of the three-headed monster at running back. Joe Williams uh, decided to retire this past week. Everyone knows that. We kind of hashed that out. However, it didn't seem like they missed a beat.
1: Zach Moss. Troy McCormick.
0: Armand Shine. We di- we didn't even plan that we just we went got him, but dang Zach Moss was I a like beast. Him. He's gonna be a good runner. You know what? Unpopular opinion. I think Shine's gonna push Moss. He Shine looked good. No, Shine looked very good. Now early on he he missed some holes down on the goal line if he would have followed yeah on the, have, on the series that ended yeah. up being the the
1: interception in the end zone yeah, he missed if, a couple uh, of holes. I mean it's first and goal from the two blocker.
0: we got stopped on the first two uh, the first two tries and yeah he he uh, he, he didn't to the hit the correct hole on that but he looked good he's got some speed he looked he's wearing Booker's number
2: <laughs> he looked a lot like Booker <laughs> he played at Booker's JC he followed him here. He's wearing his same number. He has Booker's eyes.
1: <laughs> if that's what you say, hey, I don't. And, and I don't Booker know.
0: had a good game yesterday for the Broncos. He did. Well, let's just keep it on the Booker train. Yeah. No, but uh, I really like Shine. He he showed a lot. And Moss is going to be an absolute stud. He's got pretty good speed. That that uh, big run he had in the second quarter. He showed, uh, when he got in the open field, he showed more speed than I thought he had. Yeah, he did. McCormick, great touchdown run. Another great run that he fumbled the ball at the end. But, uh, no, overall running game looked, uh, looked pretty good. Other than the first quarter where we had three total yards. Well, of between... Offense. Well, neither
1: side of the ball came out to play the first part of the game. It was... The defense just was let was letting their quarterback run all over the place and their running back. Then second quarter came and they just turned it on and shut them down.
0: Well oh, yeah, 10 sacks in the game. Um, they looked, uh, the defense, yeah, once they got going, they controlled the game. I mean, uh, San Jose State had over 100 yards of offense in the first quarter, and into the fourth quarter they only had, what, 176 yards of total offense? So once we finally kind of made some adjustments, the guys woke up, lights out. Well,
1: ironically, I believe that the defense started playing really well after the Utes got that touchdown to retake the lead at 13-10. to 10. San Jose State scored, then we answered, and that's when the defense started playing well. So one big thing I kind of want to talk about, the red zone.
2: Another turnover, an interception in the end zone. Do you guys think it's a quarterback problem? A play calling problem,
0: or just offense as a whole. I think everything's a play calling problem, but that's just a personal vendetta I have.
1: Well, the play calling—it's—it's it's tough when you're down inside the five yard line and you run it three to uh, two times and you don't get any yards, and then you're—you've stum- got one play left to either try to run it or throw it, and obviously they chose to throw it, and he made a poor decision.
0: Well, I mean, technically. He was open for a split second, but when you're kind of running, you're you're backing up, and then you throw off your back foot, he had nothing on it. Two defenders just collapsed on Singleton, picked it off, but part of the reason he's going backwards is because O-line just let a guy right through, and he didn't have any time and retreated pretty quickly. So I mean it's 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 a combination. I think Troy's got to be smarter to realize, hey, there's two defenders. I, you know, I can't throw that ball, or at least. Uh, well, and I think he even said after the game, as soon as he
2: let it go, he knew it was a it was a bad decision.
1: But <laughs> by then, it's too late. <laughs> you kind of have to also think that he he's 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 come from junior college. In junior college, he could probably get away with throws like that, and they're not going to get picked off. Now that he's getting adjusted to playing Division One football and getting more accustomed to the speed of the game, his decision-making will get better, but hindsight's 20 If After you let go of the ball and you realize it's a bad pass, it's way too late for that. So hopefully he does continue to get
0: better. Well, and hopefully he's learning these lessons in the non-conference schedule against easier teams because, you know, we'll see come Friday, USC... Granted, we'll talk about them here in a little bit. They're probably not what they've been in years past, but really, I mean, they're athletic as it comes, and so they they've got a lot of potential still. And when we get into Pac-12 play against some of these other teams, if we're giving possessions away deep in the red zone, that's that that's going to come back to bite us. So hopefully, he's learning these lessons, and he can uh, quite honestly, in that situation, just like just like he did it with BYU it would have been better to take the sack.
1: Yeah, then you get at least get 3 points, at least out get of 3
0: it. points up on the board okay. and uh don't just kill that momentum. There's obviously there's a learning
1: curve involved with coming to division 1 football. If you I mean, I don't know if any either of you watched the Louisville Florida State game earlier on Saturday. Florida State's quarterback's a true freshman and highly touted true freshman and he made mistake after mistake and looked awful. There's there's growing pains with oh, the for Division sure. One football.
0: Well, hey, Taysom Hill's 47 years old, and he can't complete a pass. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a tough position to play. You're never going to have just, you know, very rarely do you find these quarterbacks who just are lights out from the get-go and and don't make mistakes. Even even I mean Jared Goff threw, was the number one pick in the NFL draft last year, and we picked him off six times. So, I mean, quarterbacks are going to have – it's a tough job that they have. they got to make split-second de- decisions um, against 11 other guys who are trying to get that ball away. So, it's – uh, yeah, it's definitely tough, but hopefully you know, we can just minimize those because we're going to need it because we don't have – I guess let's talk about that. Do we have the offense that can compete in the Pac-12, meaning – Top half of the Pac-12. Do you think we have that offense, through what we've seen for three games, do we have the potential to finish in the top half of the Pac-12 offensively? We do. There's potential. They have to get consistent. I agree. How are we going to get consistent? We've played the three easiest teams on the schedule. We haven't got it yet. Now, last year, we looked pretty shaky against Utah State. We're pretty average against Fresno, and then we went and posted 63 up on Oregon in week four. You know, who knows what we've been holding back? Who knows what is still to come? Because, I mean, to an extent, we've still been fairly vanilla. We've attacked we've attacked the uh, deep ball a lot more this year. But, uh, you know...
1: But those aren't tricky routes. Those no, are just, no, no, no. They're just, they're just go routes that Patrick and Singleton are just outrunning the defender. You get into Pac-12 play... The speed of those corners is going to increase, and well, and, and Tim well,
0: Patrick said it today. He said we've played three teams lower, well, he called them lower division teams that all have been playing boom, boom, press coverage against these wideouts. But him basically yeah. saying nobody's respecting us, what our offense, what we can do through the pa- through uh, through the throw game. Obviously, their goal is to change that and to make teams start backing off and. And uh, respecting what they can do a little bit well, more. The,
1: if, and if teams start backing off, that opens up some more options in the playbook. Some more crossing routes, some 10-yard hooks, and things like that. But
2: So this is where I think we can get that consistency. Because if you look at it in the first three games, a lot of the stars of the games, the like guys that are getting a lot of the minutes, getting a lot of playing action, are newer faces. Inexperienced guys. They're getting more experience under their belt. And I think that will help get this offense get going in the right direction, a little bit more familiarity with each other and get that consistency.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I mean, I think that's a big part is yeah you get, the more reps, the more reps Troy gets, the better he's going to become, the more comfortable he's going to become. He's said as much. And yeah, it goes with the, with the wide receivers as well, which you know I think we've already seen big improvements from the wide receiver group. As we continue to improve, our competition continues to improve, and they're going to continue to work out some of their kinks, and so we're going to really have to take those steps. I mean, I like I said, we've got the potential, but we've had the potential to win the Pac-12 South for three seasons now, and we haven't done it. So, potential, just like they always say, potential doesn't mean jack. We got to go out, and we've got to we got to get the job done. The South is wide open for us this year. If we don't win the South, I mean, it's there. It's there for the taking. We've got the defense. We've got the special teams. Can we score enough points to win this thing? That's really what it comes down to. Sure, it's fun to you know to have these individual games and these teams coming to, to Rice Eccles, but I think as a fan base and even as a program, we're kind of getting past that. We want we w- be. we want something to show for it at this point, you know. And obviously, the team wants it too. It's not just the fan base that wants it, but we got to take that next step and the next step is going to we've got to be consistent offensively. We've got to be better in the red zone. Less field goals, more touchdowns. With the defense that we have, we don't have to put 40 up every game. You put up high 20s most of the time, that's going to be more than enough. Can we consistently do that? That's going to be the question. We kind of talked about the offense potentially opening it up a little bit. We're going to see some, obviously, different formations, maybe different personnel. Last year, Caleb Rep came out of nowhere against Oregon, caught two touchdowns. Then he went back into hiding for the rest of the season. <laughs> Who do you think? Do you think we see any new wrinkles, any new personnel that we haven't seen so far?
1: It's not about personnel, because they're playing a ton of wide receivers right now. I mean, you've got, you may have to, Look this up to back me up here, but guys who had catches in this last game, you've got Patrick Folks, Singleton, C.O.C. Wilson, uh, Simpkins, Corey Butler Bird, Co- Corey Butler Bird, Moi. I mean, look how many look how many weapons are out there. I don't. I mean, I don't your, know your, your boy
0: Harrison, handsome Harrison Hanley's been kind of did he even quiet. play? I don't even. I don't even remember seeing him out there. And Alec, Alec Dana, who uh, was. Was the backup to uh, Tim Patrick last week? He uh, he didn't get on the field. Now he's not even on the two be- too deep anymore. I was pretty excited to see him uh, see what he could do, but uh, I'm not sure we're going to see him this year.
1: I don't know about I don't know that we'll see new wrinkles as far as personnel. I I'm pretty sure we'll see some new wrinkles as far as play calling now that we're in entering Pac-12 play. You're I mean we said it you said it earlier that play calling's been. Fairly vanilla in these first three games. Um, so I, th- I really think they're going to open it up and, and show some things they haven't uh, shown to this point. Uh, but I do li- I did like the... Uh, we threw a lot of uh, slants this past game, which typically is not something we've done
0: a lot of. Had t- or had success with. Or had success with. W- when we did throw them. Tim Patrick's turning into the weapon that we, we really needed. Um, but... He's definitely going to be the focal point of every defense we play. That's
1: why those other guys. So have got you've got to gotta
0: have a number two guy that can be consistent and not have it switch from week to week. I mean, Singleton's got to. Uh, he's got to catch the ball. Singleton's got to uh, get a little bit more consistent because he's got the potential, I think, to be that number two guy. He's got good size. Uh, Kyle Whittingham said today that they're going to try uh, with Folks with Simpkins. Uh, with Wilson and, and see who can turn into that number two guy. Um, I think
1: you really got to utilize Corey butler Bird a lot like you utilize Covey.
0: Um, well, he, sure. I mean, he he looked really good for his first game of the season. I mean, that move he had. On the first play of the game? To break th- three of those defenders. I
1: mean, he just put his yeah. foot in the ground and changed direction.
0: It was
2: oh, and Win- gone. Winningham even said, you know, they're going to use him more with the offense as as the season goes on. Um but yeah, he showed great for, you know, missing a lot of time, missing two games. Well, it
0: really didn't even take him all that long to get into the into the game plan, make an impact. I mean, from the get-go, he was being targeted and he was producing. And uh, which is big coming out of that slot position cuz the first two games we didn't get much from that position. So yeah, I think that's huge. Obviously, I think you know he's got the ability, as we saw last year, to even go deep, and he's not just going to be doing everything over the middle. Um, he's got the ability to you know line up in the in some formations to the outside, or or even from the slot position and, and run some streaks and some uh, some deep patterns. So I'm excited. I uh, I mean the potential's there. I just I just want to get rid of talking about a potential. I want to see it. And that's that's where I was a little disappointed. Going into that game, I thought, this is an opponent we should dominate. And this is the type of game where we should come out and just impose our will on them offensively. And there was moments where we did, but it wasn't consistent, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what we're all looking to see. And if we can get there, it's an if, but if we can get there, man, we could be special.
1: But... um I think both of you follow Utah Pig Bus on Twitter. He put out there today or yesterday that, in in his opinion, this is the the best offensive unit, although inexperienced since the Sugar Bowl team. Do you guys? What do you guys think about that?
0: Hard to argue. I mean, there's there's a lot of talent on the, on the field. Some that's you know pretty young still. Which I mean, you look at our running back situation, Shine. McCormick, both sophomores, Moss being a freshman, that's young freshman, you know, and so uh um, and some young wide receivers, so we've got young talent that's actually producing already while they're still young, so yeah, I mean, it, I think it, it definitely that, bodes well for the future, and that's
2: where that growing pain kind of comes in,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, one one thing Andrew Gorringe tweeted this out today from Scout. Uh, in 2015, we had three games. The entire season produced 400 yards of total offense. Through th- through three games, we've already done it twice. Now, granted, you know we haven't been playing world beaters either. So, but um, well, that's
1: over a season. Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's definitely. I think we're we're seeing improvement. I, it Goes back to what you said earlier. It's the consistency. If we can get the consistency, instead of having a great drive here in the second quarter and you know th- wait and we have to wait three or four possessions to to have another one, if we can put multiple drives together, you know do what we did against Oregon, no big deal. If we can just do that every game, we should be fine.
1: <laughs> well, along those same lines, I saw a stat uh, over the weekend that. We've already had more plays over 50 yards this season than we did the entire last season as well. So it, it goes back to potential again. I mean, the potential's there. It's, it's Now it's up to them to live up to that potential and, and bring home that South Division championship. And hopefully the offense can find that consistency
2: because they're going to have to do it pretty quick. USC is coming up this Friday.
1: Blackout. I'm excited for Pac-12 to oh, start. Yeah. Let's get it on. Bring it on. Friday can't come soon enough. Bad weather and all.
2: So USC, they've kind of had some ups and downs this season.
0: Have they had any ups?
2: Utah State. Utah State. <laughs>
0: uh, but a lot of downs.
2: They're coming in having lost to Stanford in their last game, 27-10. to 10. Some headlines coming out of L.A. I thought was pretty interesting they're saying, season is on the line on Friday. And another quote says, everything rides on beating Utah. Team pride, what? season aspirations, and perhaps job stability for the head coach. Every
0: time we play new this team. Something. New year, same story. <laughs> Seriously, every time we play them, their season's on the line. And they, they just pull out these performances out of nowhere. It's driving me nuts. At least there's not a new coach this year. <laughs> it, it's interesting that they're they're coming in one and
2: two, but yet they already are, at least their fan base is throwing up that this game is really what's going to make or break their season going forward. Well, it, and it, it even it, shows today when they announced that their redshirt freshman, Sam
0: Darnold, is going to be starting quarterback now. Yeah, from uh, San Clemente High. Sam Darnold, side note. Does he note. have
1: a green jacket like Travis?
0: Not yet. Sam Darnold, uh, he was deciding his final two were Utah on USC, and his first start's going to come at Utah. It's kind of funny. A little side note there. USC, their season is on the line. Last year, Clay Helton, it's his first game as the interim head coach, and they just pull out this inspirational performance, pick off Travis Wilson 47 times, <laughs> All and, by the same guy, too. Seriously. And and just spanked us. And then they kind of laid an egg after that. And they've been laying an egg so far this year. Now, granted, they they played Alabama, top-ranked team in the country, and Stanford, who's top six. See, that's
2: why I don't understand why people, at least Trojan fans, are already jumping off. They've played a, well, they two played, tough games. They've played three. probably one
0: of the toughest schedules in the country so far and uh, now it doesn't get any easier with us because we're a pretty darn good team. But the question is, are they as bad as people think they are? Or have they just been going up against such good competition? Well, I guess it's because they've been looking bad
2: against the great competition. They
1: haven't been able to score is the is the thing. Again, well, last week against Stanford, obviously they only scored 10 points. They, they did lay... Score forty five points against Utah State, but I think one of those was a punt return for a touchdown, I believe.
0: And they're they're they're, they're averaging twenty points a game, is what the coming into this game what they're averaging. So they they haven't is, put a lot of points up on the no, board. Which is
1: not like USC; they're typically a high scoring offense. Now coming into this game, though. Uh, have them just playing Stanford Stanford plays their defensive fronts a lot like ours so it'll be interesting to see if we can stop them like Stanford was able to stop them
0: Well Stan and Stanford's had their number for several years now they uh, they've handled USC um, a- as of late where we've got one win against them and we've had some we've had some good performances against them we've also had Two just bad performances. Well, and the one win that we got was pretty pretty much a miracle. It came down
1: to the last seconds of the game.
0: It did. It did. But if you do remember, and I was thinking about this today, in that game two years ago at Rice-Eccles, we had some fluky stuff happen to us early in the game where I think Bubba Poole, we were marching. Bubba Poole fumbled on the two-yard line going in. You know, so we had some stuff that, that probably made a little bit more interesting than it should have been in that game. But yeah, I mean, we needed some. We needed their guy to step out of bounds on fourth down for us mm-hmm. for us to have a shot.
1: Travis is running to extend the play first down, and then
0: his his the Lock's just running like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Here's
2: my really big takeaway from USC this year. They don't have a lot of discipline. Alabama, they have a player get ejected because he stomped on a player. Utah State, they had a player push a ref. He gets ejected. Against Stanford, they had six false starts by their
1: offensive line. And then Schuster had
0: a fight in practice with a teammate recently. Okay, but guess what? It's Utah week. It doesn't matter. All that's out the window. They are going to come ready to play. Season's on the line. They've got the talent. Well, and I'm
2: not saying those problems are what's going to stop them from losing and Utah wins. But I'm saying I think that shows why maybe they haven't fared as
0: well, well against those against those other teams. because of those mental mistakes. But I have a mental issue. And it's we always play USC at the wrong Time,
1: well, if if I'm not mistaken, you know that when they rallied or when they f- fired Sarkeesian and, and put Mayhew in the interim coach, and they beat us, how many wins after that have they had?
0: They they won they won a few games after that, but then towards the end of the season they. They I think have, they're only
1: one in it, four out of their last five it games. It was after
0: like, they announced that he was the head coach. Yeah, as soon as he started. I think he's only won out. one game since he... Uh, no, two games now. Two games since he was officially named yeah. the, the, uh, the head coach. So, I mean, it it goes back. His his job is on the line because those fans aren't happy, and he wasn't a real sexy hire to begin with. So, if if he's not producing... He's not, I mean, he could be left at the airport at Salt Lake uh, International <laughs> Airport here if we beat him. So we better beat him. If, if they lose their second game in the division already, they're done. They're done. And they know that. So they've got, they're going to come out. We're going to get their best game. Sam Darnold, um, a redshirt freshman who was making his first career start at Rice Eccles against our defense, that does bode well. So uh, um, I
1: have no doubt that our defense is going to be able to limit the number of points they can score, but it's going to come down to what we talked about in the last segment is our offense being consistent, not turning it over, and getting touchdowns.
0: Well, and how we're going to get touchdowns, in, in my opinion, the key to the game is going to be our offensive line, not just for in pass protection, but in running in running the ball. Um USC is giving up 178 yards on the ground so far this season
1: which could bode well in with if you look at the forecast there's a 70% chance of rain that night which means that very likely it's going to be a run first game there may not we may not see a lot of passing if the rain's coming down and you've
0: got to have a ball possession game you've got to be able to move the chains well, and that's why it's going to be so important is, you know, USC, they got some, obviously, Stevie T, we're going to be going up against him, but uh, we've got to be able to, we've got to run the ball, and, and they have had the ball run down their throat so far through three games, giving up nearly 180 yards a game. With what we have at the running back position, we've got to continue... Where where we were in the second third quarters of that San Jose State game is where we've got to pick up, and we've just got to continue on. We can't take a quarter and a half to start running the ball again. We've got to we've got to do it from the get go because I, I that in my opinion that's going to be the key. If we can run it, we can control the game. We know our defense is going to do what they need to do to limit uh, limit scores and points for USC. If we can control that clock. And then utilize the play action for, uh, for some big plays or even some big scores. I think we've got, we've got a chance to, to really dominate the game. But it's going to come down to the offensive line and whether they can get the job done, which they've been a little shaky so far.
1: They have been. They, they are getting better. I mean, they, you've, you've seen gradual improvement from week one to week three, but there's
0: definitely still more that they can do. Do you think, just for the sake of conversation here, do you think they make in or they do any more experimenting, switching guys around on the O-line, moving J.J. back out to tackle?
2: No, No, I I don't don't think so. J.J. is going to be center. I don't think so. I don't think they'll move that. The only really changes I see is just with the tackles.
1: And if you listen to Witt's press conference today, he's basically – Calling Jackson Barton a starter. Tevi's going to be back this week, and they're all between the three of them. They're pretty much getting equal reps throughout the game.
0: Uh, well, and and that's partly why you know JJ moving you know moving to center, and while there's really nowhere for him to go because our tackles, quite frankly, are the strength right now. It's the interior part of the line where we've been having the issues,
1: mainly up the middle too. It's uh,
0: which you know, part of that I think is you know JJ still adjusting. I
2: don't know though. I mean, if you a lot of the penalties have been coming
0: from our tackles. The, penal- the penalty stars, has, the but the stars, pressure, too. the pressures have not been coming on the edges. The pressures have been coming straight up the gut, and that's that's you know where the they're not
1: picking up those line black linebacker blitzes.
0: You know, and I'm I'm not smart enough to know all how the O line works and uh, um, be able to break that down. But uh, you know, definitely, that's the interior part of the line. It seems where that's been the weakest point. Bowles, you know, he's had some dumb uh, false starts and you know some some other penalties. But man, he shows he shows some some real presence out there. He's a big boy who can move. I think you know he's going to be good. Jackson Barton. Jackson's Barton has turned into a solid, solid tackle. Yeah, he had a, tackle. Great, a great, game this past week, and uh, and Sam Tevy, you know, who sat out with the precautionary, uh, uh, probably small injury, seems like for uh, last game, you know, he's been solid too. So I, I, I don't think our tackles have been good for the most part, other than like you said, some penalties here and there. But I, if we can shore up the middle of the line, it bodes well
1: going to be interesting to see um, what, the, what the Utes do, because I guarantee you that Adoree Jackson's going to be all over Tim Patrick. He's going to cover him no matter where he lines up, I bet.
0: Yeah, well, He. oh yeah, he will. I mean, he's, he's their best cover corner. He's one of the best in the Which conference. Which
1: means that Singleton and Butler Bird and all these other guys have got to step up, because...
0: But I'll bet you we see Adoree Jackson on offense and we're going to see him on special teams. Oh, we're so going to we're going to get a big dose of him uh, Friday night. And he's he's special. I mean, he took one to the house against Utah State last time they were in Salt Lake. He uh, took one to the house kick return. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty special. So, it's going to be big for uh, hopefully us kicking the ball out of the end zone and not giving him an opportunity. And then uh, Mitch Wishnowski uh, to be able to uh, keep the ball out of his hands, because man, he's he's fun to watch, except for when he's playing your team. All right, so before we kind of give our picks for
2: the Utah USC game and other Pac-12 teams, a segment that we like to do: Utes in the NFL. This week's in the NFL.
0: I don't think BYU could have this segment.
1: You're right. I don't think they can. Steve
2: Smith uh, is now the tenth all-time receiving in the history of the NFL. It's
0: pretty impressive. He's had a long career. Can You think back I remember when he, when he was him. when he was a out here. Who would have thought that he'd have the career that he had that he's had? I mean, it's pretty impressive what he's been able Very to do. It, the longevity he has. As, sh- as small and as short as he is, <laughs> what he's been able to produce is remarkable. He, when he
1: was here, he was definitely more dynamic as a punt returner than he was as a wide receiver.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, you know, that's how he broke into the league was really the punt return, and then he's just—I mean—he's really built himself into a a, a hall, hall of Fame, fame. Yeah, he's a wide receiver. Fame. He better get in the Hall of Fame so, with what the numbers he's put up.
2: Uh, you know,
1: big. Congrats to
2: Steve Smith making it tenth all time in the NFL.
1: And the Ravens came back from a twenty to two deficit. Him and Eric Weddle.
2: Go Utes. All right. So our picks for the Utah USC game. Las Vegas had the game at a one point favorite for Utah. It's now moved to about three. Scott, it's your week to go first. Who do you have? And what's your score?
0: Who do I have? I think we know who I have. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Utes, um, but I'm gonna do a 27 to 23 final score. I like where you're going
2: with that. We didn't talk about this before. I had already written down. I have Utah winning 27-24. Oh. So I'm I'm sticking with the three points for Vegas 27-24 Utah. Ryan, where are you going?
1: Of course I'm going with the Utes and I'm gonna go with a 24 to 17 win.
2: so that's our scores for the Utah USC game. you know we have a great sponsor Double Tree Suites by Hilton in Salt Lake City downtown. They want to give away a free room So this is what we're gonna do. We always give our score and our pick for the Utah game. We want to hear what you have to say so you can either tweet, at Utah Man Podcast or email at utahmanpodcast at gmail just all one word submit who you think is going to win and the score of the game if you're correct you could win a free night at double tree suites at salt lake city downtown all right and as always we like to pick some pack 12 games to go over uh, right now, the standings. Ryan is ahead by one game. He's four and two with his picks. After
1: all the crap I took last week, I'm leading. Scott and he's, you and, and, I... he's, and, he's and he's securely on the on the fence there still.
0: Scott, you and I are I'm three on the and fence. three. Pick the, keep picking those favorites. And who's winning? Don't worry, it's a long season. I'm in it to win it. It's so only up a game.
1: The first game that we're picking. Hey, you and by the way. won
0: by a game hey, last year. Hey, by the way, you mocked me for that Colorado pick. That's pretty good. You you I were had, you were nervous for three and a half quarters. Colorado, if, they're surprising. If, uh, they ended up honest, losing by I'll seventeen be honest, points. Colorado surprised me. Yeah, this season. as soon as their quarterback went out of the game, they were they were up when he got injured. Yeah, if
2: it wasn't for their punter,
0: punter was awful.
2: Ooh, blocked punt and then. Kicked it in the back of his own player Listen to 14 this. If points this and came right if off that, of him.
0: If this
1: and if that, just just pick. And All right. He's better. He's so better. So
2: the first game we're picking is Colorado at Oregon, where Oregon's a 7.5-point favorite as of Monday the 19th. Scott, you're going first. Who do you have Colorado at Oregon?
0: Ooh, well, that's uh, that's a tough one because if uh, um, Sefu Lufau... If he's questionable, I believe uh, Oregon's running back's questionable. They just lost Devon Allen for the season, and they didn't look all that great against Nebraska. So that's a tough one. Put me on the spot. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna just go play. with Oregon just for the fact that we do not know the status of Colorado's quarterback. If if he was gonna play, I'd go Colorado, but. Their backup didn't look all that good, so I'm gonna go Oregon.
2: I had that same feeling, but with the game being up in Eugene, I gotta go the Ducks. They're
0: gonna be after that loss, they'll Win be the day. hungry. nachos? Hey. Well we already know Oregon. Ryan, we already know Ryan's going to Oregon. Oregon, he... kick the field kick the extra point. I yeah. promise it'll help.
2: <laughs> Ryan, we know you're going to Oregon, so just say it.
1: Just say what? You always pick the favorite. I am going with a miraculous healing of the Colorado oh quarterback, and Colorado upsets Oregon. <laughs> wow!
0: Hey, how's how's it feel to pick a side? Everybody out there, give Ryan a round of applause! And I'll have
1: a two-game lead after this,
2: and the next game is number seven, Stanford at UCLA. Right now,
0: Stanford is a three-point favorite by Vegas. Scott, where are you going? I'm going Stanford all the way. They've won 8 straight against UCLA. UCLA their offense is is pretty average. Um, I'm going
2: Stanford easy. For all those same reasons, I'm going Stanford as well. UCLA did not look that impressive against BYU. Granted, BYU's defense is good. I'll fully admit that. Uh, but Stanford is rolling right now. They're looking really good, and I think they go in to the rose bowl and beat ucla
1: ryan christian mccaffrey has a big game in stanford ucla ucla nice try scott are you taking stanford
2: stanford and then our last game is cal at arizona state where
0: asu is a three and a half point favorite this is another tough one i hate both of these schools (laughs) (laughs) and Cal's our opponent the following neither, week. Neither neither of them play a lick of defense, but they both can score. Although ASU they struggled with San Antonio last week. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Cal on the road, but I hope they both lose.
2: <laughs> really for this one I'm just going for the home team. Um I agree their both defenses aren't looking that great. Arizona State did not show well against San Antonio, but with them being at home, I got to take the Sun Devils. Ryan to round us out.
1: I'm gonna go with Cal on the road. The number of points they put up against Texas, Texas seemed to be a pretty good team this year. So I, I don't think they both can score, but I, I don't think Arizona State can keep up with Cal's offense. All right, so there's our picks
2: for the Pac-12. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. Drum, the letter N, feather. And Scott, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find
0: me at uh, Uman underscore
2: forever. You can find me and this podcast at utahmanpodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, Facebook. Be sure to send in your Utah score for the USC game. Tweet it Utahmanpodcast or email it at Utahmanpodcast at gmail. And go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be telling I die.
1: We're good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.
2: All right, you're going to
0: s- laugh
2: at me, but I'm going to start a saying... Hillary
0: Clinton joke again? No. <laughs> Cam's a little shaky. I hope he doesn't pull a Hillary Clinton.
2: <laughs> it was funny.
0: I don't know what you guys are talking about. It was funny. I laughed. Offensive... Oh, and the offensive line looked horrific in that first quarter as well. And they got the better... Terrific or horrific? Horrific. Oh, yeah. Horrific with a horror. <laughs> or what's his name from the... Can't believe it's not butter commercials.
1: Fabian? <laughs> Fabian? Fabio? Fabio.
0: Fabio. <laughs> can't believe it's not butter. Anyway, what were we talking about before? <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. And to the lucky winner, as you open it up, if there is a golden ticket also included, Cameron will be staying with you. <laughs>